ultimately that's what labels do is they condense you to one thing yeah. and no one is one thing All right, we're recording now. Oh, wait. <laughs> it's okay. This is Pickles and Vodka, the mental health podcast about imperfect people having imperfect conversations. And we're not always ready to have those imperfect no, conversations. We but... prefer not to have them with Pico jingling all the time. So take it as oh, jingle bells I, I feel off. like it's become part of the podcast at this point. <laughs> True. Hi, Pico. Hi. I miss him so much. Oh. I saw that video you posted on your Instagram of him like running down the hallway mm-hmm. and with his little butt wiggling and his little feet barely touching the ground. He's like flying down the hallway. That, that little wiggle butt has earned his newest nickname, which I call him Piglet. Piglet! Oh my God. Because I just feel like it looks like a little pig butt just wiggling. I always wanted to be Piglet from Winnie the Pooh. That was my favorite character because he was tiny and pink. Oh. Uh, but I was really Eeyore. That's what my mom called me well, growing up. Yeah, I bet most of us were probably really Eeyore. <laughs> but now I think Eeyore is fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. I you know, agree. he's normalizing mental illness. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just just walking around moping with that little bow on his tail. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did have a bow on his tail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can relate to that, too, because I was like a goth kid growing up. And now, oh, I, and now yeah. I love pink. And Eeyore <laughs> taught me that you can have both. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Um, so we have a topic to talk about today, but I really want to hear how your dietitian visit went because I know you literally just got back from there. Yeah, so it wait, was posted. Wait, what? I'm Christina. Oh, hey, I'm Lauren. All right, <laughs> back to your topic. <laughs> so it was supposed to be on Thursday, but she apparently found out at the last second that, um, Spectrum, their internet provider was like, hey, we're going to have an outage from three to nine today. Have fun. And we do Zoom meetings, so. Oh, so you had <laughs> yeah. to go in person? So, no, that's why we had to reschedule. Oh, so it was duh. To be yeah. I picture you going to therapy, like driving all around and going up an elevator to a fancy building and sitting on a couch, but you're just doing Zoom mm. meetings, right? Well, I I do therapy in, se- in person, but um, it's going to, like... I don't know, this building that was probably like built in the 20s and walking up a narrow stairway of stairs that probably would never meet code today because <laughs> they're so they're so high. That's part of the experience, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so your dietitian is all on Zoom, though. Yes. And ugh, <laughs> she's just not happy with a lot of things. Well, we kind of touched a on this before we met in person, but you haven't been doing very well with your eating disorder. Yeah. And I know it's hard to talk about on the podcast. Yeah. But I think we kind of, like, I kind of came to the conclusion and, you know, like she's been agreeing with this for like three months now that, <laughs> that I said like, I'm just kind of like not in it, you know, like we know, like I'm not feeling super motivated, but over the past week, then I feel like I kind of was just hit with, you know, even if I was motivated right now, I feel like I'm in a spot where I wouldn't actually be able to stop. What do you mean with the motivation? Hmm. Let's go into that a little more. What, what do you mean? Like you, you can't stop because it's such a big part of your life or you can't stop because of all the things that go into getting all the things that go into stopping, like, you know, money and pet time. Well, it's no, I'm saying like, it's like the specific like behaviors that are going on saying like at this point, then I feel like I would, if I, if I wanted to, and I tried, I don't think it would work. Well, that sucks. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sorry. What well like what is the hardest thing you're dealing right now in particular? Um, I was just going to say I really don't want to talk about it. <laughs> okay. We, we don't have to talk about it. Okay. Um but as usual, she continues to push yeah, like higher level of care and I'm like and that's where I'm like, "Oh, dog work apartment money." Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this ad nauseum on the mm-hmm. podcast how how bullshit it is that getting help is so hard and like you mm-hmm. one does not simply just get help 
There's no. so many things that go into it, and it's not a real like it's not an option for most people. Though she actually, I I found it amusing that she actually is a little tricky because because <laughs> I gave her all the reasons why not, and I said like number one, you know, finding someone to take care of my dog plus me just being away from him that would kill me, and she was she said she's like well you know. Legally, people are not allowed to ask if a service dog, you know, like to show you any sort of like proof or anything like that. So she's just like, you could just say like, he sits on my chest when I have anxiety or something <laughs> like that. As long as he's well behaved, she's you just think like, that would work. They, they can't really ask. I don't know. She she seemed to think it was a possibility, but I was like, I'm such a terrible liar. I don't think I could pretend. <laughs> yeah, I would just be afraid that they would. That, that's the one time that they would ask for mm-hmm. proof. But yeah. also we talked about legitimately getting our pets certified as emotional support animals. Yeah, I mean, he is an emotional support animal, but they own, like, not an actual service dog. Oh, okay. I always forget there's a ton of yeah. differences and stuff. Yeah, like, you don't have to actually be trained to be an emotional support animal. You just have to provide emotional support. You just have to be an emotional support animal. <laughs> exactly. And he does great at that. He really does. <laughs> That's a lot, though. I know, like, you don't have to talk about details or anything, but I think it's it's sad that you're going through that, and it's relatable, and it's frustrating, and I don't know. I don't really know how to approach it on the podcast, because, you know... I guess only if I'm forced to, you know? If if something happens, obviously, I would have to. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, what should the hot and spicy pickles no like you're you're take you're, you're you're safe though right yeah i was gonna say that this is what's being suggested you know like we would prefer you consider like higher level of care but no one is saying like it's not an option right now we're gonna we just gotta haul you off because it's not you know like ethical for us to continue seeing you like it's not at that point <laughs> I think it's good that you're talking about it while you're in the middle of it. Like, that's the whole point of this podcast. And I think it's so hard to find content out there where people are actively struggling and still talking about it. And this actually has an insane amount to do with what we're going to be talking about today. Oh, cool. (laughs) By the way. (laughs) Um, But it's hard because you don't want to normalize it or glorify it, neither of which you're doing. But, you know, you don't want to trigger anyone, but you don't want to censor yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to to find a way to talk about it on here. I don't think there is a perfect way to talk about it on here. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to give like all specifics, like twofold, uh, kind of like some of it feels embarrassing to me. And yeah. And also, I don't want to just be like, (laughs) hey, (laughs) compare yourself with me. That's cool. Oh, yeah. (laughs) No, that's a whole other can of worms. We don't want to do that. Right. Um, yeah, it's hard. I've been struggling with food a lot this week. Just I- I'm falling yeah. back into the restrict and then binge cycle. I felt like you mentioned that in the past week or so that it's been a little harder recently. I mean, I go through so many phases like this. Mm-hmm. I should really be able to predict when it's happening. Like I should be <laughs> able to put on the brakes right away. And I kind of oh, have yeah. been. Like this week I've been forcing myself to eat more at work just so I don't get home and like binge everything. Yeah, set yourself up for, yeah, yeah. continued. <laughs> it's just I when I get anxiety and when I'm, you know, in my head about everything, the last thing I want to do is eat. Mm-hmm. And, well... <sighs> This is, okay, so today we will be talking about labels, and the thing that made me want to think about this, or (laughs) the thing that made me want to think about this, Jesus, the thing that made me want to talk about this on the podcast was, there's an author that I have enjoyed, her name's Mm -hmm. Glennon Doyle, do you know who this is? Oh, I've heard of her, I've I've never read anything. She's really famous, she, Mm -hmm. there's differing opinions on her. She's a New York Times bestselling author. She wrote Love Warrior and Untamed. And her her book, Untamed, I was given in treatment. And it's a collection of essays about her life. And so she wrote Love Warrior about how she got through anorexia and alcoholism. And then, you know, she got married and found her identity and like Christianity and her husband and her kids and all that. Mm -hmm. And then after she wrote Love Warrior, her husband was cheating on her. So they divorced. Mm -hmm. And then she came out as a lesbian, and she got married to Abby Wambach, who is a U.S. soccer player. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so now she's this like really inspirational figure. She speaks everywhere. She was interviewed by Oprah. Like she's huge. She has a podcast called Do Hard Things. Mm -hmm. So all that to say, she's this recovery figure, right? Mm -hmm. She's like been in recovery for bulimia for over 20 years, I want to say. She talks about it all the time. Uh, And the way she talks about it, I think people like because it's very raw. Uh, She doesn't hold anything back. So all that to say, January 3rd, she releases a podcast episode where she teases that she's going to talk about a new diagnosis. Okay. And I saw that and I was like, does she have cancer or something? Like, what's what's happening? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so then she goes on to announce that she has relapsed into her bulimia. She had like a few incidents, a few lapses, maybe not like a full relapse. She had some lapses. She went to a doctor and she hadn't been to a doctor to to actually like figure out how her body is in a while. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that I could relate to that because like since I've been in treatment, out of treatment, I have not gone to a doctor because no health insurance. And I don't know what the fuck is up with my body. Put a pin in that. I can talk about some stuff with that too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um... Anyway, the doctor tells her that she has anorexia. The doctor Mm -hmm. diagnoses her with anorexia. Yeah. And this is like just blowing her mind because in her mind, she's bulimic. She's always been bulimic. So since she made this announcement about her anorexia diagnosis, there's been a lot of talk about it online. And it got me thinking about labels and like, what is in a label and how important are they? And like, how do they uh, change the way we interact with ourselves and the way we interact with others? Because there's like two schools of thought that I'm seeing with the, with her news. A lot mm-hmm. of people are like, you know, she's in denial. She's obviously been anorexic this whole time. And it's dangerous to say that it's like two totally different animals when it's all like, it all kills you. It's all the same shit, you know? Yeah. And I understand that part. Yeah. (laughs) But also there's empowerment in putting a name to something and taking it from there. And so, um, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to throw that out there and start a conversation. Because yeah, I was thinking on the other side, and I, you know, when, when you asked me to think of labels, then I actually was already kind of like thinking of this sort of stuff in my head. I, I understand like the feeling of, okay, I have worked to accept like this one thing is me. And then you suddenly say, oh, actually, you have to accept this other one. Yeah. Where, yeah, that's where I see it. It's like, okay, you know what? I've dealt with this and I see why I can admit, you know, like I've, I've accepted that, that I'm bulimic. And then they tell you like, actually, and you're like, I didn't have that one. Shut up. Well, yeah. So <laughs> I have a quote. So her response to getting diagnosed with anorexia was, mm-hmm. quote, anorexia is a totally different thing. It's like a different religion. It's a different identity. It's a different threat. It's a different way of thinking. It's so confusing. And it shook me very deeply. And I did not believe it. I was like, that's just wrong. Because she denied it. She was Mm -hmm. like, I don't think I have anorexia. I don't think I look anorexic. I know anorexic people. I don't feel like it applies to me. And the doctor literally was like, that's a very anorexic reaction to have. (laughs) Yeah. That's something that I've I've always thought of in the past too. Is I find it really interesting. Like for some reason, that particular diagnosis, like among the the general eating disorder population, is I feel like either like you one hundred percent reject it and you're like, yeah, there's no way that's possible. Please stop saying that, or else it seems like people really really want like they don't feel like anything else validates them. Like I have to be anorexic. Exactly. Another thing that has got me thinking about this topic this week is uh, Mm -hmm. Brett and I have been watching Freaks and Geeks. Oh, I haven't watched that in forever, but I did watch it once. I've never seen it since it came out in, what, 2000? Man, was it even earlier than that? I saw it way after it came out, too. It's set in the 80s, but it was made in 2000. It only had one season. I'm just thinking of how young all those people are. That's why I was like, was it earlier? It's insane. Like, little little James Franco. (laughs) Little baby James Franco who still looks 10 years older than the rest of the cast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But the whole show is about labels. Basically, like the title, Freaks and Geeks, comes yeah, from the high yes. school cliques. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're a freak or you're a geek and you know, or you're a jock. There's no in between. Uh, actually, this is a tangent, but there's a storyline that reminded me of you. Because mm-hmm. this one kid, Neil, who's one of the geeks, so-called, his 
dad is cheating on his mom. Is that Martin Starr? I don't know. I don't I know, know the names of, of actors. That's that's the only one that I recognize from other things, I feel like. He's the little <laughs> Jewish kid in a sweater vest. Oh, no, that's a different one. I don't think I know who okay. that actor is. Yeah. But his, his dad is cheating on his mom. And it mm-hmm. turns out that they have had an arrangement for years like his brother knows about it his mom knows about it he's the only one that doesn't know about it and it's just kind of like they ha- they pull- oh. they stay together for the kids and that reminded me of you because of like your story with your parents I've forgotten kind of that part <laughs> yeah yeah that- I can see that <laughs> anyway tangent um no that's fine so what is a label Let's clarify that first because like we could approach this from a diagnosis standpoint or we could approach it like personally what is a label to you? I mean, I feel like it's just a description. Like you said, it, it could be like a professional description, like a diagnosis, or it could just be like how you think of yourself. I think for the purpose of this episode, I don't think we're going to be considering it like just a diagnosis. Although mm-hmm. obviously a diagnosis has a huge part to play in this conversation. Yeah. Uh, I think it's when you take that diagnosis and you make it your whole identity and you yeah. use that to define yourself. I think mm-hmm. that's when it goes into label territory. I, I was talking to Brett about labels. I, I do this thing where if I have an idea for a podcast episode, I'll kind <laughs> of do a test conversation with an unsuspecting person in my life. <laughs> I love that. I should start doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and um, with Brett, it was interesting. It did not go where I wanted it to go. I was, I was well, trying- that's something, is you cannot plan where you want the conversation to come. As much as I want to control every conversation, yes. <laughs> I can't. And so he, I was kind of wanting him to tell me, like, what labels he's given himself, what labels, like, other people have given him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is a label? And he said, well, I think it's a bad thing. And I was like, well, what do you mean by that? Like, is it just a bad oh. thing? He was like, yeah, I think it, it's something other people give you. And this is his experience. Yeah, other yeah. people give it to you. And I think you're just kind of stuck with that. And it's hard to get out of. And people can use it to hurt you. I was huh. like, oh, okay. That's a I very mean, I, different I experience. I understand that viewpoint. But yeah, that was not what I was thinking. And so I kind of got an image in my head, okay, of, of, of grapes at a grocery store. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a carton of grapes. There's a label on it. It says grapes. Yes. You get the grapes. It matches what the label says. You're happy. Mm -hmm. But what if you go and there's a carton and it looks like grapes and it says grapes and then you pick it up and you get home and you realize, oh, these are blueberries. I'll I'll tell you what you do, because when I was a kid, then we bought chocolate chip ice cream once. And when we opened it, I believe there was maybe like a single chocolate chip. It was basically vanilla. And I wanted apparently to write to the company and complain and tell them. <laughs> this is incorrectly labeled. <laughs> yes. Like you did not give me, I, I expect, I don't know, some free chocolate chip ice cream because that's what I had my heart set on. You just gave me goddamn vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But here's the thing. Are you mad at the, the ice cream or are you mad at the company? for labeling it incorrectly because the ice cream has nothing to do with it i know but you know when you said that i think it's some of both because i was mad at the ice cream for not being what i wanted that's a whole other conversation (laughs) 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 but like you get what i'm trying to say it's like you have this label like um Mm -hmm. for homework i asked lauren to write down labels that she's given herself labels other people have given her and then i did the same so one that came up for me a lot was lazy. Hey, I have that one too. Oh my God, twinsies. <laughs> it's like, and obviously that's a label I've given myself. I, I don't think mm-hmm. anyone else has given me this label my whole life. But but like, I, I see myself as lazy. And so at my job, when someone tells me like, oh, you're a hard worker, you know, I really appreciate the work you did mm-hmm. today. I'm yeah. like, I feel like I'm misleading you. I feel yes. like you're you're looking at me and you're seeing a label that's not there because secretly, like, I'm lazy. And so yes. it's hard for me to reconcile that. I actually just had this happen because, like, some point this week, then, I don't know, you know, my boss just stopped by to see what was going on and he was just said something, you know, like, thanks for all the work that you do for this company. And I'm thinking, like, you mean my job? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I don't go out of my way, right? <laughs> <laughs> But like, we're both hard workers. You mm-hmm. know, we, we shouldn't sell ourselves short. I think 
like, sure, we both have undiagnosed ADHD and mental yeah. illness and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, we work hard. Like, we get ourselves here every Saturday to record this stupid podcast, you know? Right. Like, we, we know how to do things. It's yeah. just all this shit in our head that tells us otherwise. True. So what are some labels you've given yourself? Yeah, I was going to say, it was interesting. I found it really interesting what you said, um, Brett said about other people, because I looked at my list and I'm like... I think pretty much all of these I've either given myself or, you know, it came from my mind. Like some of them are inarguable. They're not, yeah, like opinions like lazy, but they pretty much are all what I think. Isn't that interesting that we, we talk about getting labeled and labels controlling our lives, but at the end of the day, it's like us. Yeah. And another thing, which I hope we will get into more, we already kind of did, is I noticed that of any diagnosis that I've had, I only felt comfortable including one as how I'd label myself. Which one was it? Depressed. Oh, yeah. That's on my list too. Okay. So yeah, now, now that I've talked about it in anticipation, I will read my list. Yes, read your list. Okay. Forgettable. Wait, are these depressed. ones that you've given yourself? Either given myself or just feel like it's inarguable. It's just, okay, it's okay. me. Sorry, continue. Yeah. Yes. So forgettable. Depressed, musician, lazy, college graduate, invincible, particularly medically, introvert, writer, pointless, and dog mom. Oh. I wanted to add a positive one. <laughs> um, I really like invincible. I uh-huh. want to talk about that a little more because I feel like I have that one too. We, we did talk about it a little, how like we don't really the reality of what we're doing to ourselves, at least like to our physical forms Mm -hmm. doesn't really hit us. Like I'm 30, you're what? 42. Yeah. Like it's, it's, and we're still doing this. We've been doing this stuff to ourselves for years. And Mm -hmm. like when someone tells us that there's a negative repercussion, we're like shocked Pikachu face, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I talked about it a little on the death episode Like, the idea of taking care of my body and, like, possibly dying as a result from all this just does not even occur to me. And when it does, it freaks me out and I don't want to think about it. And I do anything I can not to think about it. Yes. Yeah. I I feel like that happens a little more recently to me now where I do, like, like, because usually I just thought, like, eh, nothing's going to hurt me. And now, yeah, sometimes there's the thought, like, but what if it does? And, yeah, there's the same thing as I'm just kind of like, nope, 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 nope. Go away. Goodbye. Yeah. Some, I mean, my list is a lot shorter mm-hmm. because I figured I could just wing it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but some of the ones I have for myself, you know, lazy, broken, sick, anxious, artist, weirdo, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and then some of those are on the other list too. Like weirdo is on both lists because I feel like other people have labeled me a weirdo. You know, I grew up homeschooled and, you know, nerdy and shy and all this stuff. And outwardly, I don't, I might not look like that anymore, but I think inwardly I am absolutely a weirdo still. I mean, just Mm -hmm. listen to this podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then like under the labels given by others, I also have bulimic, alcoholic, you know, stuff that has been diagnosed or what was that word you used? Undeniable. Yeah, something like that. Now I don't remember. (laughs) Welcome to Pickles and Vodka, where we forget what we said five minutes ago. Yes, but just, just, yeah, kind of like a fact, not, you know, like an opinion about yourself. Undisputable. Yeah, that's a good, I don't think I said that, but that's a good word for it. Well, spiritually you said it. (laughs) Yeah, because that's probably a better word than I said. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, okay, let's, sorry, I'm like all over the place here. Because I feel like that even includes things, you know, like a diagnosis, but also like I put on mine dog mom. Yeah. You can't say I'm not. I have a dog. <laughs> okay. So, so what are the pros and cons of labels? Let's get into that. Because I feel like, yes, there are pros to like having an identity, like dog mom. Who wouldn't want that mm-hmm. identity? You know, it gives you purpose. It makes you feel like you're capable of taking care of something and loving something because you are, you know, that's a, a label that you should slap on proudly. You know yeah. what I mean? But then, you know, obviously the other ones, they can really hurt you because you're not lazy. But if you tell yourself you're lazy and you see yourself as lazy every day, then like, that's not good. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, like you said, there's there's going to be pros and cons. And I think it depends on the label because 
like one of mine was introvert and that one in particular because growing up you felt like you knew what introverts were you just kind of felt like they that's just a way of saying like you're antisocial yeah and then when I found out like more of what it actually means you know that it's like introverts often don't mind being social it's just not how they recharge themselves they recharge by being alone and then I was like, I'm kind of proud of being an introvert. That's, yeah. That is how I work. That's cool. <laughs> oh my God, same. I had that same revelation a few years back. It's like, I'm not antisocial or shy. I mean, I am shy, but I think shyness and being introverted are two different things. Me too. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I'm proud to be an introvert. And embracing that label has taught me how to better take care of myself. Because now that I know I am an introvert, I'm like, okay, I shouldn't make plans three nights in a row because then I'm just going to have a breakdown and isolate for a week. Yeah, or if I'm going out and doing things with people a bunch and I just feel like exhausted at the thought of, you know, like another thing and then I'm just like, you know what, I need to give myself a break because that's how I work. <laughs> exactly. So in that case, I think labels can be good. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I don't know if this story has anything to do with this topic, <laughs> but... I well yeah because we never go on tangents so it better well, be <laughs> I, there was a moment this week so I work uh, in a warehouse with a bunch of people and I only really interact with the people in the office and so mm -hmm. I don't really know the people in the warehouse as well mm -hmm. but there's this one girl that like I, I feel like she hates me I just have decided <laughs> in my head that she hates me and the reason I think that is just because like she doesn't smile back when I say hello in the morning, you know, little yeah. things like that. Yeah. And I'm just like, first of all, she doesn't hate me. Also, why <laughs> is it so much of a surprise to me when I think people hate me? Because in my head, I just assume people hate me. And so when I think they actually do, why is it so much of a surprise? <laughs> you know? Uh, I, I almost don't want to say this because I feel like it's <laughs> proving that that could be right. But I remember when I worked at the casino and they were, um, you had to go through like extensive training. It was really annoying. But one of the things that we had to sit through, they were kind of telling us, you know, not to be upset if a certain customer gives you trouble or just doesn't seem to like you. Because apparently there's been some study that says one out of four people will not like you just on site. Like no reasoning behind it. They'll just oh, yeah. see you and be like, I don't like that person. I think I, I have suspected that for a while. Mm -hmm. I just don't want to accept it really because then, well, I don't know. I feel like it could be liberating. Yeah, because it, it actually, the first thing I thought when they said that is it made sense with me because sometimes I think I make myself feel so guilty that like when I'd be in, in Chicago and I'd just see someone on the train and I'd just be like, ugh. I would, I would never want to have to be around you. You well, look so annoying. We all do that. <laughs> exactly. It's and a normal was, human thing I, to do. I would immediately feel guilty. It's like, oh my gosh, you don't know that person. You don't know their life. They could be great. And now I'm just kind of like, you know what? It's natural. You're, I'm never going to talk to them. So it's not going to hurt them. I just saw them and said, you know, I don't like them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so true. Like not everyone is going to like you. That's just a fact. Right. Some people, like you said, on site just won't like you. Instead yeah. of spending so much energy fighting that, what if we just like put that energy towards retaining the affection of the people that matter? Yeah, because I think that's the people that end up like hurting themselves because they are just so people-pleasing. They need everyone to like them. And the problem is that's, that's an impossible goal. <laughs> It really is. What about different types of labels that people have given you? I mean, I immediately did not think of any that people have given me. And <laughs> I have a hard time actually thinking of that now because I just, I feel like I've never known. I've always just kind of, yeah, like conjectured, like maybe this person sees me like this. I could see if they think of me like this, but I feel like I don't know. How much does it matter to you, like, what label other people give you? Um, I would say, even though I feel like I never have known, I will say it matters a lot. I think that's why I think about it so much. Like, seeing someone's like, oh my gosh, they probably think of this, or I don't want them to see me this way, so I'm going to try really hard not to be that way around them. It's funny that, like, the more we do that, the chance of being disingenuous goes up, and then that creates the chance of, like, a label that's not true. 
Yeah. You know, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say with this. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's just, it's a lot of mind reading. It's saying like, oh, this person probably thinks this of me. You have no idea. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about identity. Like we used mm-hmm. that word earlier and I, I want to come back to that because I'm the type of person who will get into something and then make it my entire identity. Mm-hmm. And the same applied to, you know, bulimia and yeah. alcoholism. Like when I was drinking, that was my whole identity. I, I wouldn't stop talking about it. I was very open about it. And in my head, it felt right. It was like, I am an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And then when I stopped drinking, I still felt like an alcoholic. Like I, I still felt like I had that label, but like because I wasn't drinking, I, I felt like robbed or like stripped of that label and it it was kind of scary and even sad to me I was like man I'm just like a boring person now I gotta find something else (laughs) and that's where I think like labels can be really dangerous Mm -hmm. it's like the classic symptom switching thing where like you know I've got my bulimia got really bad after I stopped drinking and then you know I was a bulimic And I made that my entire identity. And I'm in this weird spot now where I don't really know what to call myself outside of, Mm -hmm. you know, my mental illnesses. And it's really hard. And that's what kind of another thing that sparked this whole discussion is like, do I even need a label? Like, what's so great about labels? I think one of the benefits is that it's like, online dating where yeah you know if you say in your profile you don't drink that weeds out all the people that would care if you drink like labels yeah. do have that purpose of telling mm-hmm. you who someone is and saving time yeah you know you've actually hit on one of the things that really annoys me about online dating is i feel like i feel like that's what people do now is they just kind of like i don't know they they think that they just get to build their person like like it's a build-a-bear yeah <laughs> i mean when you just met people out i'm making air quotes out in the wild <laughs> then, um then you didn't know i mean you could say like i don't want somebody who smokes cigarettes yeah and so if i see any smoking then that's an automatic no but maybe you meet somebody and they just feel like the right person for you you are totally in love with them and they, you know, they're, they're not like a regular smoker or anything like that, but they're going to have probably like one a day on their way to work. And you don't have to see that. And you hope that they quit because you don't want them to, but you also love this person and yeah. accept that. Oh my God. I actually know couples like that and they yeah. make it work. And it's so true. Like labels have the effect of alienating you from people. Because you'd like... miss all those people if you just said like, they said they smoke occasionally. Nope. Yep. Who knows how many people you could have connections with if you mm-hmm. hadn't been pay- relying so heavily on the, that label. Yeah. Oh, that's a really interesting point is like the disconnection that happens because of labels. Because there's connection that happens because of it. Mm-hmm. Like I was on uh, Reddit yeah. trying to find out what people thought about this whole Glennon Doyle diagnosis thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was on ED Anonymes. <laughs> it's So... <laughs> We've talked about Peach on here a little bit, but the whole, the reason, well, at least that I was on Peach was because there was an eating disorder subreddit that got shut down. Yeah. I knew a lot of people came from that because I'd heard that. We haven't talked about that on the podcast, but it was a really big deal. It was, um, pro ED, R pro ED. That was the name of the subreddit. And it was a really Mm -hmm. like the reason it got shut down is because, you know, the name of it pro ED. Is it because it had the name, even though it became not really that? Because I see yeah. that a lot. <laughs> people thought that it was pro-eating disorder. Yes. And it was a place where people could go and talk from a place of not recovery and just talk about their experiences and share memes and whatever. And people didn't like that. And it eventually got shut down. And a bunch of us moved over to Peach, which is where I met Lauren and all that stuff. Um, so our ED Anonymes is like a new <laughs> subreddit that's popped up just for memes. I, I just love the name Anonymes because I know what it I know. <laughs> means it is. And I always find those things funny. Um, but yeah, the why was I even bringing this up? I was <laughs> reading You're people's comments. You're back to comments. the Glenn Doyle thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most of the people were like relating to her. And because of this label of anorexia, 
there was a whole new group of people that flocked to her and they were like, oh, I can relate to this. I relate to being in denial about it. I relate to... I mean, I absolutely related when you said that. 100%. Well, because my official diagnosis two years ago, which is the last time I got diagnosed, was anorexia, mm-hmm. like subtype binge purge. Okay. And when I got that, I went through kind of the same thing. I was kind of in disbelief. I was like, mm-hmm. I that doesn't apply to me at all. Like, I binge and purge all the time. Like, how am I not bulimic, you know? Yeah. Um, and again, we won't go into details right yeah. now. But, like, I can relate. And so a lot of people in the subreddit are relating too. But then there's also the people who see that label and they immediately dismiss it. They're like, you are obviously, like, you've been anorexic this whole time. You're just in denial. You're just, like, concern baiting or whatever. So a lot of controversy. Yeah, I know from my side, because I didn't get any sort of, like, help for a long time, so there was nobody to suggest a diagnosis of any type, when I started to accept for myself, like, okay, maybe there is something going on here, then I always just assumed um, EDNOS, which I know now there's some different letters for it that basically says the same thing. I just know that one because that's, like, never what got mentioned or you know what what people like paid attention to people like that so i always joked that it was eating disorder not otherwise significant (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's my new favorite joke it's funny because like it's a legit eating disorder uh eating disorder not otherwise specified yeah you can have just as much danger like medically and other things or like suicide risk or things like that things they, they kill people about this you have just as much risk. It's just you don't fit into a neat little box of something else. So yeah, and that. so people <laughs> eating disorder right. not otherwise significant. <laughs> oh my god, I hate it, but I love it. Yeah, but so that's what I felt like, and it was only like before I not long before I went to treatment the first time because a big thing that led me there was I really got heavily into laxative abuse. So mm-hmm. then that is purging. So that's what I figured. Is I was like, oh. Maybe now I'm not this kind of catch-all. I'm like, I guess I'm bulimic. And yeah, then like I I think we discussed in some episode where I saw my insurance information that I had to fax to them, which they should have done and never had me see it. But yeah, top of the list is a diagnosis of anorexia. And I was like, "Um, you're wrong. I I hate to tell you this, but you actually got it wrong. So what was your next step from there? Like, did you eventually accept it or are you still kind of like in denial about that? Uh, yeah, I still don't really. I, I feel like um, I sometimes read over, you know, the, the diagnostic criteria so that I can poke holes in it and be like, no, 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 I don't quite fit that. <laughs> I'm still the catch-all one. <laughs> to quote Glennon Doyle's doctor, that's a very anorexic <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> I loved that response, too, because when you said that, I was like, oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I think when you focus so much on what label you have or labels you have to the point where you ignore the the reason for the label in the first place, like you get so caught up on terminology and we're both word people, you know, we like things to be in, in tidy little boxes. And so labels for me are very attractive Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, we've just talked about how they can be bad for us. And I think that's something we both really struggle with still. Yeah. And for that and, and other, you know, I, I told you, I pretty much left any diagnosis that I've ever gotten except for one off my list because I don't like to label myself as any of those. So I feel like this took, this took yeah, a lot of years, a lot of acceptance uh, on my part, but I finally really feel like I truly believe um, as far as labeling yourself as any sort of diagnosis, that it is purely for the point of insurance. Mm. It does not say anything about you other than that. Well, sometimes it's a liability. I, w- I was just yeah. thinking of another food example. <laughs> like <laughs> those warning labels that say like contains oh, yeah. peanuts. It's yeah. like if, if you don't have that label, someone could literally die. Yeah, it has to say, like, made in a factory where there were tree nuts or something like that. (laughs) So it's like people don't just think, like, oh, this is totally safe. And then they have this horrible allergy to it where it's like, whoops, it killed me. Yeah, and so I think labels can be healthy in that way. I'm trying to figure out, like, what warning labels we would have. Wait, 
I feel like I maybe you were here. We did this on a a pickle poll or something. We asked people to submit like what warning labels they would have. Oh, that might have been before me because I don't remember that. Okay. Yeah, it was a while ago. But um, okay. But yeah, it's kind of like the introvert thing we were talking about. Sometimes having that knowledge about yourself can help you better equip yourself to keep yourself safe. Yeah, like it gives you some understanding. So. Yeah, like if I know that drinking is going to make me suicidal, that's a great use of a label. It's like Uh I am an alcoholic or I have that addict personality and I don't have that good reaction to alcohol. And so like, what is there such thing as a good reaction to alcohol? (laughs) Um, I don't know. What were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say, and both of us feeling like we're probably undiagnosed ADHD, that yeah. is something, like, if, if I did get diagnosed as that, I mean, there's there's obviously the benefit of at least being able to see, like, do these medications help me? Like, it could actually try. I mean, if, if it doesn't, yeah. then we'll it stop It opens up the, it. your world to new opportunities that you might not have had if you yeah. didn't have that label. But also, yeah, even just, like, if it was confirmed, then it, that's another one that I feel like, oh, God, that makes, things make so much sense. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's another thing that made me want to talk about this is just our our ongoing discussion of that over the last few weeks, just like both mm-hmm. of us feeling like we have ADHD and not being diagnosed. It's like, how much does the diagnosis really matter? I think it does matter a lot. And again, like yeah. diagnosis and label are two different terms. I've kind of been using them interchangeably on this episode, yeah, but they're very diagnosis different. Diagnosis is a type of label. Exactly. <laughs> so I think like definitely there is a place for labels, but... Mm-hmm. You know, don't go crazy. I hate using that word, crazy. (laughs) Just, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I feel like I'm losing steam, like my ADHD (laughs) is kicking in because I can't, suddenly can't think of what, all the amazing points I was going to (laughs) make. I know. I just, I I feel like I've had a lot too. And then I start talking about something else. It's like, where'd that go? (laughs) Do you have uh, any stories to tell about the concept of identity? Like... It, was there a time that you glomped onto something as your identity super hard and it didn't turn out good? I know I, I debated with myself when I was making the list of both musician and writer. And I had a harder time including writer because I do feel like I haven't really done much to call myself a writer recently. Hmm. Where musician, I felt like um, I would have felt that more strongly when I was really involved in piano and like doing competitions and things like that, or when I was actually playing in a band. But I was that one I could tell myself like, but I still sit down and play music. I'm still good at it. So I I could handle that one. (laughs) That's a good point. Labels like that that are more positive, but you don't feel like you've earned. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of our listeners can relate to that. Like I have that on my list too, artist. And I I didn't feel like I deserved it for a long time because I wasn't making art. It's Mm -hmm. like you said, you felt like you, you couldn't label yourself a writer because you weren't writing. And I think that's when it can get into toxic territory because you feel like you, you don't deserve it if you're not putting something out there that's visible for the world to see. But what matters is, like, what's on the inside, you know? Like, why are you writing? Like, you're you're still thinking about writing. You're still, you know, seeing the world through the eyes of a writer. Yeah, that's where I was like, well, and maybe I just have to realize, like, the the way I do that is different now. It's kind of like sometimes, you know, I get a bug in my butt and think that I'm going to start some sort of blog and I do that for a few weeks and then I leave it. But, yeah. but you know, it's, it's that instead, or, you know, I do a lot of like personal journaling, of course, or yeah. Just yeah. Sometimes, that's writing. Sometimes I write random stuff. Once my friend was having a bad day and she had adopted a dog. I don't know at this point, maybe a few months before, you know, and it was totally devoted and loved this dog and found out that he was a Jack Russell Poodle Pomeranian mix. So we called him a Jackapooranian. <sighs> and so and so I wrote her a story about how her dog saved all of the citizens of Jackapoorania. <laughs> oh my god. And I just did that, yeah, just because like she was like feeling shitty and I was like, this'll this'll make her smile. And I just wrote a story for her. <laughs> See, you're a writer. That's what writers do. Yeah. It, you know, it, it isn't all 
like it, you just because you're not getting paid to be a writer or regularly putting stuff out doesn't mean you're not at your core a writer just like I mean it's just because I'm not making money through my art or making art every day I'm not that doesn't make me not an artist and yeah that was that was the the musician thing too is it was like okay so I'm not you know performing anymore but one night I just had an idea of how to do kind of like a pretty piano version of a Blink-182 song and I just sat down and made that happen. (laughs) Oh my god yeah I've been playing my little keyboard lately that my friend gave me and I I still Mm -hmm. suck like I'm very rusty (laughs) but when I do it it makes me feel good because it's tapping into that part of myself that I haven't seen in a long time and so it when I play piano it makes me feel like a musician you know would I label myself a musician no but that's part of me and I think ultimately that's what labels do is they condense you to one thing and no one is one thing or even like these sorts of labels that as we've just talked about can mean a lot of things like a musician can mean a lot of things but you have it pinpointed in your head that it has to mean like I am performing or I am making money at this yeah. And that's a societal thing. It's yeah. like, I think even just saying label sounds negative. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it just sounds like a bad thing, even though we've talked about ways it can be a good thing. Like it, it's black and white thinking at its finest, you know, it's like, it's yeah. very, which makes it attractive to people like us. Cause we love black yeah. and white thinking. We're exactly. like, this makes sense. I am yes. this one thing, but mm-hmm. then it doesn't allow room for change. Like, yeah. if you see a, a box of grapes and it says grapes, you're not expecting it to turn into blueberries, you know? You're, you're mm-hmm. like, this is, these are grapes. They're going to stay grapes. That's it. Because yeah. the label says grapes. And <laughs> I think it can be the same for people, too. Like, Glennon Doyle with her anorexia diagnosis, I think, you know, it's just blowing her mind trying to, mm-hmm. to think of herself as maybe formally bulimic, currently anorexic, you know, it's a hard concept for people to grasp because we're not equipped to like think outside the box in many cases. Yeah. And that makes sense. Um, I was just going to repeat myself. You can repeat yourself on here. (laughs) Yeah. I was just going to say that, that you've, um, you've put all your effort into one label and then suddenly they say, nope, you're something else. Yeah, it's like, weird. It makes sense why your gut feeling is to reject that. Mm-hmm. But people like, change. like, And everyone's allowed to change, including Glennon Doyle. Like, she doesn't mm-hmm. know what's going on. She's a human, you know? And also, it doesn't... Like, if you've accepted one, then just because you get something else, you don't have to automatically throw it out. Like, oh, you can only be one thing. Ooh, that's a great point. Like, past labels mm-hmm. that might not necessarily be true anymore... Do you have anything else to say about that? That that was so good. I'm just thinking of it in terms of uh, diagnosis, like we've been talking about. Maybe it's not like the main forefront and, you know, like this is the main problem you have to work on. But sometimes like a thought creeps back into your head or, you know, just like one little thing slips up and that fits the other one. And it's like, okay, so you can still identify with this. It's okay. Yeah. (laughs) It's not a crime. Yeah, <laughs> you, know? you don't have to say, no, I'm this now. I cannot do that. <laughs> I think like looking at all the labels that we've given ourselves and that people have given us, it's like all of those things have been part of our identity at one point. They might not mm-hmm. be anymore as much, but we wouldn't be the people we are today without them. And so, we, yeah, we shouldn't just throw them away. Like you said depression at the very beginning. And that's just going to touch on that one more. (laughs) Yeah, because that's like, for me too, that's like one of my oldest labels. That was the first diagnosis I ever got. And like, it's, it's one of the few things, like you said, that has been pretty true. For that, that's what I was thinking is, yes, it's a diagnosis I've gotten. But I mean, also, it would be a label I'd give myself anyways, totally. because just by my feelings, I feel like a depressed person. But just because, you know, one day I have a good day and I feel happy, then I don't have to immediately be like, oh, I guess I'm not depressed anymore. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't get to call myself that now. I was happy one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, oh, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say, because a squirrel was running by across the street. <laughs> literal definition of short attention span oh my god (laughs) basically like labels can be helpful but 
you're allowed to change. Like, don't tie yourself to your labels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My sister Bonnie was over last night. And again, mm-hmm. I was trying to throw this conversation at her <laughs> yes. and see what she had to say about it. And we were talking about quitting vaping. Okay. Uh, because I chain vape 24-7, basically. And I have asthma. Gotcha. And I shouldn't be doing it. And she's trying to quit vaping, but like she won't buy them anymore. But she vapes when she comes over to my house. And like I I give her a lot of shit for the first thing she says when she walks through the door is like, can I hit your vape? (laughs) (laughs) Like, bitch, get your own. Um, But anyway, she said something that I wrote down instantly because it was so good. She said, you know, I'm trying to quit and I don't always succeed. But even if I don't succeed, trying makes me feel better and it's like maybe that's That's the point point. like maybe you're not in recovery or recovered or using like none of those apply to you you don't really know how to label yourself but you're just trying better and Mm -hmm. that maybe that's the point I like that a lot I don't know I wrote it down because it was so good it kind of reminds me of something my my therapist said forever ago this is the the male therapist I had when I went to detox Mm -hmm. he's the one that convinced me to go to detox he was like yeah Maybe the point of existence isn't some big meaning. Maybe it's just to exist. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe all of this doesn't matter as much as you think it does. Like, maybe you're just supposed to exist and try a little better than the day before. But, like, there's no bigger purpose other than that. And that really yeah. resonated with me. I was like, do all these labels and stuff really matter at the end of the day? Especially, like, ones you're getting from other people. Because I feel like kind of along those lines is learning to realize like people that feel a lot of judgment, which I think we would fall under that. (laughs) Eh, I don't know. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, just kind of having to realize that everyone's not thinking about you as much as you are afraid they are. Yeah. And you can change yourself. Like maybe you think you can't change yourself because everyone looks at you this one way Mm-hmm. And if you change, then you're going to blow their minds or, like, bother them or whatever. But people yeah. don't care that much. Like, I don't know. One day I just decided to start wearing pink. And I thought it was going to be this huge deal because I was the girl who didn't wear any colors. And, like, yeah. then one day I wore pink and no one gave a shit. Exactly. That's... <laughs> no, that's, that is a perfect example. That, yeah, you think, like, this is going to change my whole identity. And, you know, like, that's going to change my identity as far as how other people think of me. And they're just kind of like, hey, nice shirt. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, don't don't take labels too seriously. Uh, you, you can use it to learn something about yourself. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, it's just restrictive. And it, I don't know, I think it, it can be harmful. Yeah, it, it can put you in a little box, which is never good. Yeah, you don't belong in a box. That's right. I'm talking to you, listener. Yeah. You don't belong in a box. You're a complex person. That's right. Burst out of that box. Burst out, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Be like like the farm side produce stand where nothing has labels. You never know what you're going to get. In, in whichever one, it might have been the last episode, maybe the one before that, where we asked questions. Um, I don't like the word burst. I just realized. <laughs> <laughs> I said it and then I was like, ew. <laughs> Oh, I'll try, I'll try to remember that. Oh, man. Um, speaking of which, I don't have a palate cleanser for this episode. Oh, my gosh. Me neither. I haven't thought about those in so long. Me neither. Um, I could really quick look because I know I bookmarked a bunch of quizzes at one point. <laughs> I mean, when in doubt, we could always just do another Mad Libs. I have that sitting here, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> Listeners, if, if you're listening and you have an opinion about the pickle palate cleansers, tell us. Do you like the yes. quizzes? Do you like the Mad Libs? Do you not like the pickle palate cleansers? Tell what us. Was, what was this one? Well, now I have to know which one you're looking at. Oh. <laughs> Are we going to do it? I just, oh, why not? I, I hope it ends up good. I'm, I'm going to post the link really quick. Um, if you're a new listener and you don't know what we're talking about, we had the idea of spending the last 10 minutes of every episode on something lighthearted, and we called it the Pickle Palette Cleanser, but we're not always good at remembering to do them. Because I, I had one, and I had it named in my, as a bookmark. 
omelet nail polish. Omelet nail polish? All right, we're definitely doing that one. It is make an omelet and we'll give you some summer nail inspo. What? Oh my God, I'm literally doing my nails right now. Oh yeah, I didn't even, like, I probably bookmarked this a long time ago and then we become, you know, like you especially have become all like nail focused. Like, oh my nail's pretty. That's my new label. Yeah. (laughs) Nail focused. It's funny because I was doing my nails before this and I, speaking of being an artist, I just mm-hmm. on a whim decided to spray paint my coffee table the other day. Ooh, and so yeah. the paint is kind of like shitty quality and it's not there all the way. And so I was doing my nails on it and I spilled some nail polish and I took an alcohol wipe and I was like wiping at the table and I started taking the paint off the oh, table uh-huh. literally like 10 minutes before we started recording this. So <laughs> you know, it's all relevant in the end okay it's a very short one Ooh, girl's life girl's life yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh my so this is probably a magazine aimed at 13 year olds (laughs) yeah oh my god (laughs) i'm just like looking at the questions i'm already laughing go ahead are you a whole egg girl or an egg white girl and your options are give me the whole egg egg white only please it depends on my mood tbh I'll take whatever mom whipped up. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I don't really eat eggs, but when I did, I only ate egg whites, but that was an eating disorder thing. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, a lot of times I do the egg whites, but I also, the main way I like my eggs is just scrambled. Yeah. So I'm going to say depends on my mood. TVH. I'm going to do, you know what? I'm going to do egg white only just so we have different answers. That's good. <laughs> I like to pick different answers. Okay. What cheese are you adding? Cheddar, pepper jack, mozzarella, no cheese for me. Pepper jack, 100%. I feel like in scrambled eggs, I prefer cheddar. So I'll All go right. With that. Traditional route there. Yeah. Because usually I just <laughs> do the American slice. So. <laughs> On your omelets? No, in scrambled <laughs> eggs. Oh, wait, how does that work? Do you just throw the whole slice on and it melts? Yeah, I just kind of like rip it up and stick it in the pan and yeah, then they melt together. That sounds pretty good. I've never had it, it that way. It is pretty good. <laughs> okay. Pick veggie number one. Bell pepper, mushroom, tomatoes, onion. Of course, we're both going to pick mushrooms. Well, I'm going to pick bell pepper because you? you said that. Oh, okay. Bell pepper <laughs> in eggs is delightful to me. I just like I, the bit of color it adds. Yeah. I always forget because I think bell pepper and I think green peppers, and that's the only one I hate. I like all other colors. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Pick veggie number two. Avocado, fresh herbs, more bell peppers. One veggie was enough for me. Ooh, fresh herbs, I think. This time I am going to say the same as you because I do like to play with my spices. Oh, yeah. Fresh herbs make everything better. All right. Any other protein, bacon, diced ham, sausage, I'll stick to the vegetarian version. I'm going to stick to the vegetarian version. I want us to be different, so I'm going to switch my veggie number two to avocado. <laughs> Ooh, okay. You All know right. what? No, that would be make it too complicated. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Ready for the results. Yes. Ooh, I like mine. <laughs> mine isn't loading. Oh. <gasps> Ooh. Can I just shout mine out? Yes. I got blue babe. What? I got the same thing. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, you read the description then. Okay. Blue nails are your summer nail inspo. You spend a lot of time poolside or under bright blue skies, so you'll need some blue nails to match the vibes. Can't decide on a single shade? Try mixing and matching different shades of blue and teal. Oh, I like that idea. Ooh. All different shades of blue on my nails. I never wear blue. But their their picture is a very kind of like cobalt blue. It's yeah, blue. I like that. Yeah. It's like the, the blue that is in the primary color palette. Mm-hmm. Like the blue, red, yellow. It's like it's like that. And she's holding an Essie bottle, so I wish I knew what color it was specifically. <laughs> well, that was fun. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was pickles and vodka. Apparently, if you pick all different answers, you still get the same thing. All roads lead to the same nail polish. <laughs> Just Guys, like all pickles lead to dill. Learned. That's right. That one quiz we took where we we tried different answers and we all got dill. But that one, I just feel like they realize there isn't, there should not be any other pickle. (laughs) You know, it's fine because you just picked it on a whim and I loved it. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. So thanks, everyone, for listening to this conversation on labels. I hope you were yeah. able to get something out of it. Uh, let us yeah. know what you think. Email us at pigglesandvodkapodcast at gmail.com. We haven't done a social media promo in forever. I'm so proud of myself I for just know. naturally segueing into this. And, and I was actually ready to say, you know, Twitter is pickles vodka with no and because I did actually finally post a Twitter thing. Um, <gasps> it's a gentle suggestion to our listeners, something they might want to buy us. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. So go check our Twitter to see what you can buy us. Yep. Um, my personal Instagram is at Xtina Jumper. And my personal Instagram, I never post on. So use my dogs, which is at Pico Suave. Suave, misspelled S-A-U-V-E. Yes, and obviously follow at Pickles and Vodka Podcast for our pickle polls and yep. discussions and pictures and all leave the good shit. Mails, yes, leave stuff. us a voicemail. There will be a pickle yeah. poll next week. What did you say it was going to be? You decided it, right? Oh, yeah. Um, it was... I want the exact wording. It's okay. It we about... can wait for the exact wording. All right. It was about minimization particularly because I think I was minimizing something that night and then I was just like, let's do a poll on it. I feel like you're <laughs> always minimizing things. <laughs> exactly. So if you can relate to Lauren, go answer the poll. It'll be popping up on our Instagram this week and we'll be doing an episode about it next week. It will be, what do you minimize? Why do you believe it isn't valid? And what would it take to do so? What would it take to do so? Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all, that's it. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.